0: Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Gifted Present Podcast, where you'll be unpacking life with your host, Jess, your newest and latest lifestyle blogger. Check out her website at jjesskim.com, and myself, your internet friend and hype gal. So, we're back for another episode, and I thought we can start off the episode with doing something a little new and fun. Okay. Um, so, if you guys been listening to us for a while now, you'll probably would have noticed that we have like little moments of impromptu singing, <laughs> <laughs> and that's oh, just because no. we love to sing. But we're not going to sing. We're not going to sing. Okay. But we're it's we're going to talk about something amongst that, those lines. Um, okay. So, I thought we can start off with a little game called car shower or karaoke. <laughs> And pretty much, I'm going to name out some songs, and I want you to tell me, Jess, where you would most likely would sing these songs. So car, shower, or karaoke, or it can be all of the above or not applicable at all. So, okay. I'm going to go through the first song, The Real Slim Shady by Eminem. <laughs> car, shower, or karaoke <laughs>
1: I'm gonna say the car because I don't know the lyrics to that song at all. So I'll just turn the volume up in the car and then like mumble rap.
0: (laughs) Dude, I'm gonna say the shower for me because I don't really know the lyrics either, but you know, just that that one part, like, I'm the real solution. (laughs) I'll just hum it to myself. (laughs) All right. Is that your morning uh, hype song? It kind of is. I was digging that hairstyle that he had back in the day, the bleached, like, buzz cut. It's
1: cool. It makes one of us. All right.
0: (laughs) I know it's not for everybody. It's okay. Um, second song, My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion.
1: Ooh, that's a total shower song. Because it's kind of, like, a little too flashy for, Mm. like, a karaoke you know, oh. but shower is when you hit those high notes. Okay. 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 How about you?
0: I, um, For me, I would say car because I like to belt the song, but I don't want anyone to hear. <laughs> but I will say that the one person that nails the song in karaoke is my sister. Oh, interesting. She's she's so good at it, which is why I had to put this on the list. I was like, I love this song. She's really
1: great at singing. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, So we'll do two more. And the third one is We Belong Together by by Mariah Carey. Do you know this one?
1: I probably do, but I have to listen to it. We belong together. That's the only part I know. (laughs) You know what? I would say that's a karaoke song. Just because since there's we, I hate doing karaoke on my own. I always like duetting, So it sounds like a a good duo song. (laughs) (laughs) I think so.
0: It's a really good song to sing. I feel like it's fun. So Mm -hmm. I agree. And the last song um, is Oops, I Did It Again by Britney Spears. Uh, All of the above. I know.
1: Oh my god I love Britney (laughs) She's a pop queen Oh my goodness Any song for Britney is Applicable and relevant To any situation You can sing her songs anywhere It doesn't even matter
0: (laughs) Dude, I know I'll sing that song to my cat You'll just stare like, at me. Like, like in what context? Like, did you actually screw something up? Or like, <laughs> no, it's like just you know, like when I'm having like energy outbursts and I just want to like annoy him. I'll just stare at him and go, "Oops, I did it again." <laughs> Wait, that wasn't the song. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I screwed that one up. <laughs>
1: Do you want to try again? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> god so after
0: all of that Jess, what will we be unpacking today
1: (laughs) hey first of all i hope that opening just kind of gives you a better picture of what we're like together (laughs) because this was not planned at all i did not know this was happening but it felt so natural and so good (laughs) it felt really right so thank you for leading us in that activity (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you for participating and Always. being part of it. You know, I'm I'm a fan. I'm a huge fan and supporter of all that you do. So I will gladly be on board with whatever shenanigans you have.
0: Thank you. Thank you. All
1: right. Well, anyway, um, whew, I needed that laugh? Thank you. Um, yeah. Today we are going to be unpacking self care. And so we are talking about this because I think I'm really bad at it. I tend to throw self-care out the window once life gets busy, but... um, I will say though that I have developed a practice where I am a lot better at it than I used to be. And so that's something that I really wanted to share today because especially in the past couple of weeks, I think we did talk about some heavier topics. So it's nice to know and acknowledge that there are issues in this world or even issues in our own lives that we have to address for sure. But it's also important to unplug and take a break and step back and really just do things that are nurturing for our souls. And so that's kind of why we wanted to talk about self-care today. So to get our minds jogging, first question I want to ask is, Heading, what do you think self-care is and how has your view of self-care changed during your lifetime? Mm, I think self-care is simply
0: like so self-explanatory, like literally taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, it's become first, it was focusing more on like health and my body and getting mm you know, healthy as a person physically, but Mm -hmm. I think it also shifted now more to mental health um, because I Mm realized that taking care of yourself mentally is so important because I think just, I think getting older has made me uh, feel like I've become more
1: self-aware and that that's something that I should think about (laughs) yeah I love that and that's definitely something we'll talk more about later Mm. too so I love that you shared that and I think for myself I asked that question because I honestly like struggled a lot with self-care in the beginning and Mm. I even looked down on like self-care and like self-help books and things like that because it just sounded so selfish and so self-absorbed to me and Mm. I think a lot of that is because I grew up in a pretty religious background and so Mm. I was always taught to be humble and selfless and the classic think of others before my own needs kind of thing. And so because of that, anything that had the word self in it, like Mm -hmm. automatically translated to being selfish. And it wasn't until I went to grad school where I was studying social work that I started to realize that self-care is an absolute necessity for human beings. And Mm -hmm. I started to realize from that, that it's like, you can't just read the Bible and pray and Uh expect to be empowered by God or like some higher being to take care of you and like work until you die. (laughs) So it's just so important to make sure that you yourself are being taken care of. Mm. And like we've alluded to in other episodes, like you're the only one that really knows how to do that. Other people can get hints and glimpses of it, but at the end of the day, it really starts with you. So that's why um, I really wanted to hone in on this topic of self-care And so in terms of just making sure that we're all on the same page, I do want to just give um, a basic definition of what self-care is. So the term self-care popped up in the 1950s. And like you were saying, Zahedin, it referred mainly to physical needs and especially physical health and access to medical help. But since then, it has morphed to encompass a more holistic view. So when we're talking about self-care today, this is the definition we'll be using. Mm. Self-care is any activity that we do Deliberately, in order to take care of our mental, emotional, and physical health. And so in our loneliness episode we talked about the rise in mental health issues that many Americans have been facing within the past year and I can't say that these statistics indicate that we're doing a really bad job with self-care but I do think that these numbers show that self-care is now even more of an important topic than it ever has been before because so many people's wellness has been affected negatively just even within these past couple of years so although we can't control everything that happens to us we do have some power to practice self-care and that's so important is that we need to learn how to empower ourselves and to empower others because that's really where personal growth comes from. So I wanted to spend this episode diving deeper into finding a self-care plan that actually works and that we can stick with. So before we get started though I wanted to ask have you ever tried making a self-care plan for yourself and if so what was that experience for you and do you still stick with this plan? I have in the past and it was, mm-hmm. it was a routine that I did,
0: um, which was like working out, eating healthy, you know, it was just such a set routine, but honestly, I don't do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of work, <laughs> but it did make me feel good, you know, cause mm-hmm. like I really, I really took it so literally and taking care of yourself physically, like mm. making sure like I use certain shampoos, um, like brushing my teeth during a certain time and certain times during the day. Like I was very much on a routine and I know it was like so intense. And then I realized it was really intense and it was kind of tiring. And I didn't know if it was self-care anymore. Oh, that's
1: so (laughs) interesting because
0: it was just like, it made me feel good because I kept going with the concept, um, you know look good feel good if you look good you'll feel better about yourself mm. and you know during that time i really didn't feel good about how i looked mm. i didn't like how i you know my face i didn't like my body like we talked a lot about that last episode but mm-hmm. um when i struggled with that a lot i really just honed in on just becoming quote unquote healthy mm. and it did make me feel good cuz like physically I did start feeling more energetic just by working out more. So it, yeah. did, it it was beneficial, but it came to a point where, like, it just started getting really tiring. So I yeah. actually stopped doing that. And now I feel like uh, I focus more on my emotional and mental health. And, you know, like I mentioned earlier, like, trying to become more self-aware. Like, part of that journey was also, like, finding the right doctor. Like, I finally feel like I found like the right person to talk to um, as far as like therapy and things like that. And I just want to thank you, Jess, because I feel like all of our conversations like (laughs) these past couple episodes has really helped me like realize that that's something I need and that Mm. I've been needing. And um, just even having two sessions has really like helped me think more about myself in other ways that I haven't ever. So it's like, it's very interesting because it's like, I feel like I'm peeling layers of myself that I mm-hmm. never knew I had. Yeah. And sometimes it's very overwhelming, but it's good because I feel like I'm yeah. finally figuring things out and feeling like I'm becoming more at peace with myself.
1: Yeah, And I feel like that's what self-care is. It's like feeling like at peace. I don't yeah, know. I, I love how you said like peeling back the layers because... Yeah. That's so right, where you don't have just like physical needs that have to be met. Mm -hmm. Like, staying healthy is really important, but if you focus only on that, then it does eventually become something that's actually detrimental to your well being because you're neglecting to address all the other needs that you have. And I think that's like what self care has taught me too is that I have a lot of needs. Like there's so many, and we'll dive into that later, but it's not even just physical, emotional, and mental. There's so many other needs that we have as people. So um, I love that you said that. And I think for me, in terms of like a self-care plan, I actually really struggled and it sounds a lot more petty that like I just feel like you said such great things and my reason is literally because I thought self-care was making a to-do list for yourself for like whenever you're feeling stressed yeah. out and I realized that with this view it didn't fit my personality at all because I don't <laughs> like lists and because I, I don't like being told what to do. <laughs> like, you know me, I'm so like, oh, let's just go with the flow and see what happens. Let's just see yeah. what options are out there. And then we'll just pick and choose whenever the time comes. And so thinking about having a list of things that I have to do when I'm not already feeling well, it was just so unappealing to me. And yeah. so for a long time, I didn't have a self-care routine because the word routine in itself, I hated it. It like yeah. made me feel nauseous, you know? <laughs> um, but I think like what I realized about self-care and why it's important is because when I started entering into the social work field, like it could get stressful so quickly and you can lose yourself because you're basically helping other people for nine to five. Yeah. And you're just so drained that at the end of the day, like you don't even know how to take care of yourself. But it's so important in those moments to do things to... Recharge yourself so that you can go yeah. into the next work day feeling fully rejuvenated or somewhat to a point where you can help people again. Yeah. Um, and so I really had to find a method that works for me, which mm-hmm. is what I now have and what I will now share. And it's basically these four simple steps. And it's from advice that I've gathered from other coworkers, from different podcasts that I've listened to, books yeah. that I've read. And these are the four things that really stuck with me. So without further ado, I am. I'm so excited to share with you and see what you think and then also what we can both learn from this. Before I begin, I guess I'll say that in terms of these steps, they don't really go in a linear path because when it comes to your personal growth, it's not linear, Like you jump from point A to Mm. Z to back to A to maybe like a different plane, you know, it's just very multidimensional. And so I say steps one, two, three, and four, but really you can revisit these in any order that you want to. It really doesn't matter. And you'll keep revisiting them as you grow in your self-care. But anyway, so the first step is building a belief that you matter, And this is so important because if you do not believe that you are important and that you matter and that you deserve a self-care plan, why would you ever make the investment? Because it takes a lot of hard work to do self-care and stick with it. So if you don't see yourself worthy of that effort, it's never going to happen. And so the first thing that I realized is like, I need to believe that I'm worth the effort for myself. Mm. And so if you're someone who, and I, I really do still struggle with self-esteem a lot of times and I have Mm. really um, poor self-confidence, but if that's the case, I'm just going to be really frank. Like you have to find professional help to get you through that. Mm. You know, because if your self-esteem is to the point where you truly believe that you don't matter, that other people are way more important than you are, Mm -hmm. you know, you really have to learn where you started believing that, where that comes from and sort that out. And then from there, you'll start to see like, okay, yeah, I'm worth the investment. I can totally do this because I'm important. I saw you go, ooh, I want to know your thoughts on that. (laughs) Oh
0: my gosh! But that's so true. It does start off with belief and knowing that you are important, mm-hmm. because like I think, isn't that like that's probably what stops us half the time on not even really taking care of ourselves because we don't think that we're worth the investment. Mm. I don't know. I think I thought also thought it was really interesting, like how you felt like in your job for social work and things like that. Um, you extend a lot of yourself and then Mm -hmm. you end up feeling like you neglected yourself. Mm -hmm. I feel like, I don't know, because I'm in administration, I feel like a lot of the times I'm like giving myself a lot and overextending Mm. myself. And, but when it comes to me, I don't even think about doing that. And I realized this by taking an insights test. (laughs) (laughs) So at work, I took an insights test and they tell you like what kind of like person you are and like Mm -hmm. what kind of energy you know, you hold, and I when I read a lot of it, I was like, "Oh my god, holy crap!" An amazing person. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like an amazing employee. Yes. I'm, like, I'm like I care for other people. I'm always willing to help others. And then it hit me though that I don't do that for myself. Ugh. Yes. And it just like blew my mind. I'm like, you know, if I apply these things to my personal life, like how much can my world really change? Because yeah. I realized when I took this test, I was taking it as work hitting mm-hmm. and employees hitting. So mm-hmm. like things that I would naturally respond as an employee. Mm-hmm. But when I, when I think about it, I was like, I wish I would have taken this as myself, like personally, like really yeah. with that perspective. Yeah. Because how I am at work and how I am at home, it, they're like two different people. I feel like, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, If I do all of those things for people at work, why the hell do I not do it for myself? Yes. You know, and I feel like that's why I was like, "Mm." it's because (laughs) it starts with believing that you're important. And I I think that's, I don't think that I'm important half the time. And I feel like there's other people that are more important than me, that are more valuable than me. So I put more of my time investing in them than myself. But at the end of the day... Like self-care, like it starts off with self because you literally have to wake up in your body every single day. You have to deal with yourself. And I think that's one thing I'm like kind of learning is how to like myself. I know I I opened up about this like way earlier on in like the earlier episodes, but like not liking yourself, I think ties into not believing that you're important. I don't know. I, I feel like I just rambled a lot, but.
1: No, that was all so good. I'm like, keep going, keep going. <laughs> you know, because I love that you're seeing the logic in this. And yeah. it's not being conceited mm-hmm. in thinking that you're awesome. Yeah. I think it's conceited when you start thinking that you're awesome to like this, Disproportionately high level or in a skill that you're not talented in. But if you're able to identify your strengths and what you're really good at, like taking care of people, being reliable, like why shouldn't you be proud of that? Hmm. I don't think that's conceited at all. (laughs) Like that's just being confident and knowing exactly what you need to do and how you can help other people. Like that's so great. Thanks, Jess. Yeah, yeah. Anyone who thinks that they're being conceited because they might think they're awesome at their job, when they actually are awesome, like, break <laughs> all of that. Yeah, so I'm feeling the empowerment, which I really like, so let's move on to step two. <laughs> <laughs> I love,
0: I love, I love your chest. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry, okay. I'm sorry. Y'all have to watch this
0: video, okay? If you're listening to the audio, please watch the YouTube video. She just, <laughs> she's in a chest pop, man. Oh, Yeah. I'm feeling that. Anyway,
1: (laughs) moving on to step two. Identifying your self-care needs. So I alluded to this in the beginning of the episode. Um, But basically, there's a lot of theories out there that try to identify the different needs that people have. And... You know, If you just do your own Google search, typing out like self-care needs, you'll be able to find them. But for myself, the following identifications are what have been most helpful for me. So if I don't list something that you think is important, then I'm pretty sure it's important. It's just that like my attention is very limited and I probably haven't listed it. But these are the things that I found to be helpful. So the first one is emotional self-care. And this is basically stating the fact that we all need to learn how to cope with our emotions and process them in a healthy way. So emotional self-care is doing something to help us with healthfully regulating our emotions. So examples of this could be meditating, journaling, doing talk therapy, anything that sort of helps you to process whatever emotions you're feeling. The second self-care need is physical self-care. And Sadie, you talked a lot about this, but this is any type of activity that enhances your physical well-being. So this could be going on a walk, dancing, taking bubble baths, or even taking a nap. So anything that helps your physical body feel better. Um, The next one is mental self-care so this is engaging in any type of activity that keeps the mind active and stimulated so this could be like trying to learn something new through a hobby going to a museum reading a book something that really just activates your mind the next one is social self-care and this is any activity that nurtures our interpersonal relationships so um, examples of this would be scheduling a time to facetime a friend or joining a community group or going out to eat with a group of friends. So anything that's really going to nurture the relationships that you have in your life. The fifth one is spiritual self-care, and this is engaging in activities that help you to connect and nurture your soul. And so spirituality isn't always tied to religion. Non-religious people can also be very spiritual. So spiritual self-care can include getting plugged in and involved with different religious organizations, but it can also be something like volunteering for a cause that you really care about or practicing mindfulness so anything that has to do with that unseen entity of who you are and nurturing that that is spiritual self-care six is practical self-care and this is like the running errands area of your self-care so it's those little tiny minute tasks of your everyday life that kind of build up and they start stressing you out yeah (laughs) So for me, that's like having a messy email inbox, not washing my dishes, or even figuring an outfit to wear. Um, So addressing those needs is going to be practical self-care. So again, it's taking care of all the mundane everyday tasks and chores uh, like cleaning up your living space or even going grocery shopping. And then lastly is professional self-care. And this is addressing your needs in a work setting or your personal career path. So self-care in this area can look like spending time with your coworkers to building up those professional relationships. It can be about finding a mentor in the same professional field, or it can even be taking mental health days from work because work life can be rough. So those are the seven areas or sectors of self-care that i found to be very helpful to identify. Um, and so after going through this list, um, Hayden, do you see any sort of needs that you haven't really thought much of or that you tend to not pay attention attention to? Hmm, When you talk about that email inbox. (laughs) Uh All
0: right. How many unread messages do you have? Uh, So because my work life deals with a lot of emails, uh, my personal life gets a lot of neglect in that area. Mm. So I have over like, I think, 8,800 emails that are still unread. number just keeps on growing every day on my phone. Oh my god. <laughs> um so yeah, I should probably go through that, but that's definitely an area sometimes mm. I feel like I neglect. But um mm-hmm. I think when you're going down the list, which uh one that stood out to me was uh social because I mm. forget that I'm a social person and mm. I don't know, maybe it's because we're in a pandemic like that's not something that I can really work on right now but Mm -hmm. I think that aspect is something that I forget that I do need um Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's just me and please if anybody that's listening feels this way but as an adult trying to make friends is really hard oh yeah yeah that's like an area that I feel like sometimes I don't think enough about Because, I, you know, maybe sometimes I feel like my loneliness comes from just not having, like, other energy around me. Because, like, I feed off of other people's energy. Like, Mm. I can, like, I can be having a really bad day, like, internally by myself. Mm -hmm. But, like, I can see someone at work and I I can just get so excited and, like, Mm. forget about my problems. And I realized that the other day when I, like, bumped into a coworker, like, when I just stopped by our office. And I was like, oh, my God. I got
1: so much energy just from seeing her. I was like, Mm -hmm. maybe I need to see more people in my life. Yeah, and it definitely seems kind of counterintuitive when you think about other people and relationships because you're like, wait, hold on. I thought this was about me. Mm -hmm. But in reality, when it comes to self-care, is that as social beings, that's just how humans are, we do then have social needs. And so it's really important to have those friends that you can go to to hang out with, or it's really important. It doesn't even have to be about like deepening relationships. It can yeah. just be meeting people who have the same interests as you. It's not so much about like, oh, every single relationship that I have has to go deeper, but it could just yeah. be more superficial or even on the surface layer of like, we just have the same yeah. interests, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's self-care too. I love that. So then after identifying these different sectors or areas of self-care needs, step three is the fun part, which is get to know yourself. So I say this is the fun part because what you now do after identifying the different self-care needs that you have is to get a little more specific and now write out the little things that you can do to fulfill each of those needs. So I did give some brief examples, but yeah, start making a list of like, okay, physical needs. What does that mean? So like for me, that would mean going on a run. It would mean taking my dog out for a walk. Um, It would mean just even walking around the block, you know, doing something active or a lot of times because I honestly wish (laughs) that like, so (laughs) sorry, I kind of just blipped because... (laughs) I was thinking if I could have, for the longest time, whenever people ask that question of like, oh, what sort of superpower would you want to have? (laughs) Okay, Teddy, what kind of superpower would you want to have if you could have any superpower? (laughs) Dude, time travel. Okay, see, that's like really cool, right? (laughs) This is how practical I can be, but for the longest time, when I was asked that question... I just wanted to be able to function without having to sleep, without having to eat, and without having to go to the bathroom. Like, I'd be like, those are some killer superpowers. You know how much crap I could get done if I didn't have to do those things. Anyway, oh my gosh. Reeling it back in, I say that because <laughs> physical self-care for me would also mean going to bed on time. That's amazing. No yeah. Could you or, imagine you know, not having to like do anything like okay, that? But honestly, I think that's why, okay, that's other tangent, <laughs> I think that's why I loved Twilight so much because I'm like, these vampires don't have to sleep. Like that is the dream. <laughs> <laughs> it's not because they sparkle. <laughs>
0: This, this they don't sleep the oh my god I'm gonna cry oh.
1: <laughs> they're
0: walking diving batteries man they, is they that what you want to be
1: <laughs> I think that's why I fell in love with Edward Cullen is because he didn't have to sleep <laughs> that's how much I don't like sleeping <laughs> So anyway, the whole point is get to know yourself and start experimenting. Go on a date with yourself, you know, just pick some things that you think you might like or that you haven't really tried out before and just go do it. And if it's something that really makes you start to feel like you're coming alive, that's a really good indicator that you've found something that addresses your self-care. And I say this because my personality, I have a really easy time knowing the things that I don't like. But when it comes to the things that I do like, I naturally struggle to know what those things are. Mm. And so if you're feeling lost in terms of like, yeah, I I really just don't know what I want to do, then just go start trying out random things. And how I kind of started off in this journey too is I would just dedicate like an hour in my weekend and it would just be this blank block And in that moment, I'll start out with, okay, like, what should we do today? It's like, oh, you know, like, this cafe opened up. Let me just go check it out. And so I would do that. And so it just started out with an hour of just trying out different things on a weekend. Mm. And then I slowly started to be like, oh, okay, Jessica really loves coffee. And it's not because of the caffeine kick. It genuinely is (laughs) because I love bitter things. (laughs) It's a reflection of who I am, but I really like bitter flavors, like coffee and dark chocolate. (laughs) No, that means you're rich, girl. Oh, thank you. Rich. Rich. I love the the perspective shift. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) So those are just things that you want to do. And so I'm just going to stop talking because I'm really exposing myself today. Um, What are your thoughts on this? Or do you have anything that you've ever wanted to try out that you're interested in trying out now?
0: I'm sorry. I'm laughing because I bought roller skates last year. And I've only, I've I've only done it twice. (laughs) Guys, it's really hard. It's not like rollerblading, but, um, That's a way that I wouldn't. I'm trying to get to know myself more, (laughs) (laughs) but it's. I think I put it off to the side because it's really hard. Um, Mm. But I realized that uh, through that process. Sorry, with all the laughing. I'm just laughing because like I really. I real it's like literally by my front door, and I stare at it every day, being like, "I'm gonna do it." Um, but I had a moment where I was really struggling, and there was a car that like stopped just to watch me struggle. So I think I'm a little traumatized from that. But, anyways, yeah, I learned that. Um, yeah, like I'm a type of person that if it's like a lot harder than I thought it was, then I don't really want to try it again. I think that's what I learned Mm -hmm. with the whole roller skates. But Mm -hmm. then I also learned that like, you know, obviously I have to push myself to keep practicing and that things don't come just like overnight. Because Mm -hmm. I think in my head, I was like, you're amazing at rollerblading. Like I was like, yeah, I picked that up real quick when I was a kid. Right Mm -hmm. now. So I thought naturally it would just transfer over to roller skates. And that was never the case. So I think (laughs) that's something that I'm getting to know more about myself, even through Mm -hmm. like the process of like roller skating. But I mean, I guess another hobby that I'm, like, really interested in trying, it's, like, pottery classes. Ooh. Yeah, because, like, I just, I realized I really like getting my hands dirty. Mm-hmm. Um, This, like, past year, like, ever since the pandemic, I've, like, tried things like baking mm-hmm. and gardening, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, I, like, really just enjoyed, like, being in that moment and just making things. And I also really like to sew and knit. So, like... Part of me just like wants to try um, pottery next, yeah. Because I I like to paint it too. Like, it, did you ever go mm-hmm. to like Color Me Mine or yeah, something like that?
1: Yeah,
0: it's so therapeutic. It's like you just yeah. you just like get lost in like painting. Mm-hmm. So like that's something I definitely want to try because I also think it's like just so poetic. You know, watching the process mm-hmm. of like getting seeing something being built, but let alone you doing it yourself.
1: I love that. That was so meta because it's like you're learning on top of the hobby that you're learning, which I love so much is like, oh yeah, you know, I didn't technically learn how to use roller skates just yet, but I did learn that I might have a tendency to want to give up if things don't work out right away. So I, I think like that is still such a worthwhile endeavor because at least he's learned something, you know? And I say that because it's so relatable for me right now where I just feel like in a lot of areas in my life, I'm encountering a lot of failure or disappointment. Yeah. And what I'm learning throughout that process is that, and I say this not coming out of it, like I'm still like stuck <laughs> in that moment. <laughs> Don't think of like, like a success or anything like that. But like I say that because... It definitely has lessened my fear of failure, though. Mm. It's like when I feel disappointed now, I'm like, you know what? This is a familiar feeling, as sad as it is. But it's not that bad. You know yeah. what? I feel genuinely disappointed that things didn't work out. But I'm, I'm still alive. You know, and you. I feel like I've started to get a lot more stronger, and I've started to get more of a backbone yeah. from all of that disappointment. So try out all of these different things. Don't be afraid of failure, because at the end of the day, there's always something to learn. Um, and then once you start identifying the things that really make you start to feel like you're coming alive, make a note of that and. Put it down on your list of self-care activities for yourself so that when you start feeling drained or when you start feeling like a certain need isn't being met, you can refer to that list and be like oh yeah, Like I wanted to try out that pottery class. Let's go ahead and do it and see if it's something that'll work for me. Lastly is step four, which is learn to listen to yourself. And this is one of the best pieces of advice that I've received is that self-care is not about sticking to a routine. It's about listening to what you need at the very moment by Mm. being present with yourself. So that's why one activity can be both a self-care activity and also something that's bad for you. And it really depends on the context. So for example, napping, right? Napping can be an appropriate self-care response if your physical body is tired and lacking in sleep, but it's not appropriate to nap If you're using it as a means of escaping and wanting to avoid or push off doing a task for later. And so it really depends. So when you're listening to yourself, is it really because you only got four hours of sleep the night before, or is it a mix of that and also because you have to write this email and you don't want to... (laughs) And I say that for myself because I have a hard time <laughs> writing emails for work. I, it's just one of those tasks where I'm like, oh, I'd rather be doing something else. But anyway, so that's why it really depends on listening to yourself in order to understand what is going to be the appropriate activity to match your needs. Mm. So these are the four steps that I've taken to start building my self-care routine. And this is how it plays out in my life now. So I, believe it or not, (laughs) I used to be a night owl because I don't like sleeping and I would always push it off. Um, But once I started to take control of my self-care and take it more seriously, I've actually morphed into an early bird. So I wake up pretty early now. And the short story for this is that I'm actually very introverted and I really need my own space. And so what I realized is that early mornings is that time where... Everyone else is still asleep, even my dog is asleep, and I awake and I have those few hours to myself and it just feels like the world is mine. And I feel like that's when I really start to come alive. And so um, what I usually do now is I wake up and because I know that no one else needs me in this God forsaken hour, <laughs> is that I just wake up and I just take some time to breathe and check in with myself. And I ask myself, you know, Jessica, what is it that you need in this moment to help you to get through the rest of this day? And the answer is usually different um, depending on where I'm at. So it doesn't always have to be like a task where like you feel like you're at a deficit so you have to fulfill a certain need but it can even be like addressing a positive need too so for example like if i'm feeling really happy then i need to find a way to express that happiness and that is also self-care so make sure that you learn to listen to yourself and really ask yourself what do i need and as you listen to yourself listen to your body mind spirit soul like whatever it is then you can refer to that list and be like, okay, so today's need, it seems like it's a physical need. And obviously, since people are just needy in general, you might have one or two or 10 needs that need to be addressed, right? But anyway, just look through that list then and be like, okay, so today I have a physical need and I have a social need. And then from there, what are the things that I can do to fulfill that need? So- Yeah, I would say that when you follow this method, your self-care routine is going to look different every day. But I would still consider it a routine because you're regularly checking in with yourself and seeing that you're doing okay. And I think that this method works rather than just coming up with a random list of like fun things to do. It works because you're actually addressing your needs versus giving yourself an excuse to do something stupid or selfish in the name of self-care. Because I know that can happen a lot where you misuse self-care for something that's not productive. Um, and I'm very guilty of that too. So that's why I say that. So with that being said, I want to start wrapping up our conversation. But what is one thing that you've learned or realized from today that you want to start seeing in your life or implementing? You know, what are your takeaways from all of this? I
0: um,
1: I think I want to
0: definitely get to know myself better, mm-hmm. and I. When you're talking about, like, listen to yourself, that's something I don't do. Mm-hmm. So I think I need to learn how to listen to myself more and be mm-hmm. honest. Um, mm-hmm. I think sometimes when you say, when you set that, like, oh, you know, don't just do something in the, in the sake or the name of self-care. When you know <laughs> that, come on, let's be real. We all do it. Like. I know. I'm always like, don't say
1: you need a cookie in the name <laughs> of self-care. <laughs> treat yourself
0: (laughs) like did you really have to spend that money on that treat yourself girl you gotta know when to treat yourself and when to not treat yourself um yeah and then when you mentioned the whole like you know when you're like you know napping's good for you but like don't just nap because you're trying to avoid things or escape I'm like oh my god I feel like I'm being called out right now because I do that all the time I think I'm a notorious napper because, like, it is a way just to like not think. Because, like, Mm. for me, and like my problem is, I'm always thinking, and I think that's where it comes. Like, the problem of not knowing how to listen to myself comes because, like, I just feel like I have like a thousand thoughts going on in my head, like a thousand Mm. miles per hour. Mm -hmm. And that's just me as a person. I'm always just like I just have too many thoughts going through my head. Yeah. But I think I need to learn how to become more present with myself mm-hmm. and maybe that comes with like self-care in the spirituality sense because mm-hmm. i don't know how to meditate when people are like let's meditate for five minutes together you know like if you if you ever find find yourself in like a group team activity or something and mm-hmm. we're all trying to kumbaya like everybody's like getting in their zen moment but like i'm thinking about like all the chores i didn't do and have to do like the laundry i didn't <laughs> pull like Um, like the emails I still have to respond so I think for me it's like to learn how to listen to yourself starts with like how do you how do I become more present with myself and more mindful Mm. yeah I think that's my takeaway
1: nice still learning work in progress yeah Yeah. and I hope that we're always going to be learning for the rest of our lives I think that's such a great place to be at So it looks like we have some homework for ourselves for this week (laughs) and it's all about us. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So hopefully it'll be easier because it's like, actually the focus is on you, but, um, yeah, that's all I have for you. And so I guess in terms of just things to reflect on further for this week is just, go through the four steps that we've listed today and you know, see where you're at. Maybe it means making a list of things that you want to try out to build up your self-care arsenal, which is what I call it. Mm. Um, but yeah, self-care is a loaded topic. So there's a lot to reflect on with each step. So if you found anything helpful at all, that makes you really happy. And I hope that you will continue to explore it and see where it takes you. And again, there's really no harm in trying to figure out self-care because it's just one of the best things you can do for yourself. So. So take as much time as you need to on this and know that any endeavor is not going to be a waste of your time because there's always something to learn. Yes.
0: Thanks, Jess. And thank you everyone for listening to today's episode and being present with us again. All of our resources and mentioned websites will be in our show notes. As always, please feel free to slip into our DMs to share your thoughts and feedback. Don't forget to check out our social media accounts on Instagram and TikTok at the Gifted Present. We're on Spotify, we're on SoundCloud, Apple, and YouTube. So please like, comment, and subscribe. And until next time, see ya, love ya, and ciao!